0: Hey, it's time again for the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette, your host. Thank you once again for joining me, and thank you to Ookla the Mock for our theme song, Superpowers. I hope the week is finding you well. You are thriving and surviving in this new COVID wasteland in which we live. I use the term wasteland loosely, of course, because, you know, things are, are dire for some, okay for others, depending on what part of the world you live in. I'm very fortunate that in Nova Scotia, the government seems to have got the lock down pretty tight in that there's only a few cases here or there. I think the most cases we ever had at once was like 40 or 50. That was at once. Um, so it's been pretty good overall. And Right now things are great here. There's one or two cases every once in a while. Usually always related to travel, so we've kind of got a good cover on that. If you are somewhere in the world where it is exploding out of control, I, I wish you the best and I hope nothing But good things and safety for you, because these are trying times, as commercials for, I don't know, toilet paper like to remind us. Uh, This week, I've been in and out of the hospital, because I had a uh, cellulitis, is what it was diagnosed as, so like it's basically an infection of my elbow, in which I've had to go to the hospital, then had to go back to the hospital, see my doctor, and then get... Uh, antibiotics, and then now I have IV antibiotics, meaning I have the IV in my arm. It's been here since uh, Friday. I've been having to go back and forth, back and forth to get it. Um, I'm recording this on Tuesday, so it hasn't been in probably as long. Hopefully not as long as when you hear this. Uh, I have a, a final assessment on Thursday, which hopefully will get this out of my arm, and confirm what I feel is that I'm getting better because I'm feeling much better, and I can bend my arm a lot more. There's a lot less pain, so it's getting better. It just sucks, as anyone's ever had something like this before, I'm sure you can attest. It's not pleasant, and it really makes you think, you know. It's only brief in my case in that I've had some pretty bad pain for a few days, making it difficult to move around, to move my arms, as I have an IV in the crook of one arm and, and the cellulitis in the other. So, you know, you think about people that have these chronic conditions where they live with pain every day, and man, oh man, I don't know how someone can do it, you know. You hear about people that... They can't do it. that either end their lives or go for you know medical uh, assisted suicide. And uh, not that my pain is anywhere near that level, you know it's it's fine. But I can totally relate somewhat to somebody that would live in extreme pain every day. As just living in pretty moderate pain for a few days was enough to make me think, man, this is really hard to live with. So, you know, have some compassion have some empathy for those living with pain every day because it is not something I would wish upon anybody, really, in this world because it, to put it lightly, sucks. really sucks. But thankfully, I'm on the mend. I'm feeling uh, pretty good. Everything's getting back to normal, and I should be back to tip-top shape pretty soon. Uh, In the world of comics, film, that sort of thing, I uh, new episodes of WandaVision that continue to come out every Friday. The last one was great. Uh, I don't want to give spoilers on this podcast, so I won't. But, as I mentioned in a previous episode, we did feature Agatha Harkness, and you may want to go back and listen to that one as some of the revelations of the series come to light, uh, which is cool, very cool. I'm really digging uh, the show, really excited to see what the na- next two episodes are going to bring as that's going to wrap up the series and kind of set everything up to see where the rest of it goes. I'm sure it's going to be exciting. Uh, DC made an interesting announcement as well uh, to deal with their comics line in that they're going to be... that they're kind of turning an omniverse, I guess, instead of a multiverse, and and, uh, coming up with something called like linear continuity, I believe, which is a way of explaining how everything from every comic ever has happened. So even their retcons... The retcons are still there, and the, the continuities that came with them are still there, but the ones from before that are still there. And it's sort of a kind of convoluted, but also sort of simple way to look at it, and the time moves differently in these linear worlds that make up the DC Universe, so that the you know the man that became Batman in the 40s is still the man who is Batman today with technology scaling up and all that sort of stuff. It's their kind of way to try to explain it. I don't know that they have to so much. I mean, Marvel has been around for this pretty much the same amount of time, and it's in the same uh, you know timeline roughly. It just they don't really explain it because they don't really have to. If you don't address it, it doesn't really matter. You just assume this has all happened in the past, and it's all happened in the future. And I feel like the more and more you try to draw attention to it, the more convoluted it gets. I mean, Marvel history is fairly straightforward. If you ask me to describe a Marvel character, I can tell you their whole story without needing to explain that this was Recon and that was retconned and they updated this because of that. It just is a linear story of the history of this character. And honestly, it's way easier for someone that enjoys continuity once wants to keep track of it. So I don't know. I mean, I am applaud DC for trying. Whether this is the alternative or the solution, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, I think it's coming out of this future state event that they're explaining all this stuff. So, I mean, hopefully it may streamline some of their continuities and make things easier to digest and accept. Or it may just make it all terribly complicated. We will have to wait and see. All right, so uh, I just want to thank Jed McKay again for being on our last episode. I really enjoyed talking to him. Really cool guy. I learned a lot about him. And as I mentioned in the interview, there are some people that have reached out to me, uh, told them that this podcast is really... Um, open their eyes to people from our area that have, you know, made it in the big times in a, in a sense of, of a writing for Marvel or doing things that people never thought that because they're from this area they would ever be able to do. And it means a lot to me to know that because, you know, I was a kid like that at one time. Never thought I'd make, make it to Disney to animate or to Marvel to, to draw, which I haven't, and <laughs> to be fair. But, um, you know, I, I didn't think those things when I was a kid and perhaps if it seemed more possible like it is today and, and for hearing stories like Jed's perhaps I may have done it but uh, no regrets, I'm, I'm happy with my life and I'm happy to be here with you and any, little, any people that listen to this podcast like children or adults that never thought that because of where they're from they'd be able to achieve a dream of theirs you know, don't lose hope because you never know Jed's uh, talent has certainly propelled him out of PEI and into a global spotlight of, of a sense in the comic world and his books are great. Uh, we talk about quite a, all of them pretty much in, in the interview, and I highly suggest you go out and check them out. His black cat stuff's really fun. And the Avengers mech thing, I haven't had a chance to check out yet, but it, uh, it looks really fun, super fun. And that was a yawn just there. I was going to edit it out, but I thought, eh, no, I'm not going to edit it out. Warts and all, that's what you get with the Graphic <laughs> Histories podcast. It's a bit late, and I'm trying to get this done so I can get a jump on other work for the week, so... Thank you for tuning in once again. Today's episode is on Bizarro, an interesting character of Superman myth and lore. Kind of, If you read any of the old Superman comics, like the fun Superman juggles planets and, and has a hundred different types of colored kryptonites, Bizarro always seems to feature in a lot of those stories, and he's a really fun character. Um, you know, sort of an imperfect duplicate of Superman that's always um, speaking in broken English, usually with words saying things backwards uh, to what they mean, sort of say like me am Bizarro Superman me want to kill you means like I am Bizarro Superman, I want to save you so you know, it's just weird uh, they made some funny jokes about it on Seinfeld as far as, uh, you know, how opposite is opposite you know, if he breathes air and he, he flies instead of swims or whatever, then is he really like completely an opposite of Superman and, uh, you know, Lane might be onto something But it's a fun character, nonetheless. It's been featured a lot in Superman comics and extended series, like the Superman animated series. I believe he was in Smallville as well. Um, Showed up in several other things. The Superboy series from back in the 80s. Uh, So he's been around, and he will continue to be around for a long time as he is a treasured part of Superman history. And uh, without much further ado, let's get into it. Let's learn all about Bizarro. General Drew Zod had originally created Bizarro duplicates of himself to dominate the planet Krypton. The Bizarro's had no power because they were not under a yellow sun. But they were soldiers ready to kill and die without hesitation. This was the reason why Zod was banished to the Phantom Zone for 25 Krypton sun cycles. Some 12 years later, totally oblivious to these facts, a scientist on Earth is demonstrating his newly invented duplicating ray to Superboy, and an accident causes the ray to duplicate the superhero. The copy, quickly labeled Bizarro, is a flawed imitation as it possesses chalky white skin and childlike erratic behavior. Shunned by the people of Smallville, Bizarro befriends a blind girl, and loses all hope when he realizes that the girl did not shun or flee from him because she was indeed blind. Superboy is eventually forced to kill the less-than-perfect clone, using the remains of the duplicating machine which acts like blue kryptonite on the copy. The whole business proved unexpectedly easy as Bizarro deliberately destroyed himself by colliding with the duplicating machine's fragment. The ensuing explosion miraculously restored the girl's eyesight. Years afterward, Superman's arch-foe Lex Luthor recreates the duplicating ray and uses it on the hero, hoping to control the duplicate. The bizarro that is created, however, is confused, stating, me not human, me not creature, me not even animal, me unhappy, me don't belong in world of living people. Me don't know difference between right and wrong, good and evil. Luther is imprisoned by Bizarro for recreating him, but forgotten as Bizarro attempts to emulate Superman, creating havoc in the city of Metropolis and almost exposing Superman's secret identity as Clark Kent. When Bizarro falls in love with reporter Lois Lane, she uses the duplicating ray on herself to create a Bizarro Lois, who is instantly attracted to Bizarro Superman. The Bizarros leave Earth together, determined to find a new home where they can be themselves. Superman encounters the couple once again, discovering that Bizarro, now called Bizarro Number One, has used a version of the duplication ray to create an entire world of Bizarro's, who now reside on a cube-shaped planet called Hitray, Earth spelled backwards. Bizarro Number One and Bizarro Lois Number One also give birth to a child, who while superpowered, appears to be totally human. Considered a freak by Bizarro's standards out of resentment for the way he was treated by Earth humans, Bizarro Number One made a law that they must act the opposite of humans, causing no end of their lunacy. The Child is the catalyst for a brief war between Hitre and Earth. True blue kryptonite is invented during the war, as well as the temporary existence of Bizarro Supergirl. Bizarro also has a series of adventures on Hitre, aiding a normal Jimmy Olsen when he is accidentally trapped there, preventing an invasion of blue kryptonite statues and stopping the Bizarro version of Titano, a super ape and enemy of the Man of Steel. Bizarro's influence is also felt on Earth. Jimmy Olsen has inadvertently turned into a Bizarro for a while, and a new teen version of Bizarro travels through the 30th century and attempts to join the Legion of Superheroes. When he's rejected by the Legion, the Bizarro teen creates his own Bizarro version of the Legion, which Superboy eventually persuades him to disband. When Bizarro encounters Superman once again, his powers are now the opposite of Superman's, such as freeze vision as opposed to heat vision, and heat breath rather than freeze breath, and he attempts to kidnap Lois Lane. Bizarro also temporarily joins the Secret Society of Supervillains to battle the Just League of America and Captain Comet. Bizarro appears in the Alan Moore scripted Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow in Superman number 423. Bizarro goes berserk and destroys the Bizarro world and its inhabitants, then travels to Metropolis and wreaks havoc before abruptly committing suicide. This and many of the deaths turn out to be the machinations of Mr. Mixoplick, who had begun a rampage of crime. Suitman is unable to undo the deaths, but kills Mixleplik, and then uses gold kryptonite on himself, stripping him of his powers and faking his own death, in order to live a normal life with Lois and raise a family. In a separate Bizarro's final pre-crisis appearance was in DC Comics Presents number 97, of September 1986, which was also the final issue of that series. After being empowered by a hideously disfigured Phantom Zone sorcerer, Mr. Mixleplik destroys Zoruff, and then causes the Bizarro world to explode killing all its inhabitants. Bizarro's severed head crashes onto Clark Kent's desk and addresses Clark Kent before his simulated life ends. Bizarro does not appear in The Crisis of Infinite Earths, apparently because of the events of this story. After the events of The Crisis of Infinite Earths, Lex Luthor orders his scientific team to create a clone of Superman, incorrectly starting from the assumption that Superman is a human with metahuman abilities. His alien origin had not yet been revealed. The process results in a flawed copy, which Luther dismissively refers to as this bizarre, oh forget it, before ordering for the subject to be disposed of. The clone survives and although mute and possessed of only limited intelligence and vague memories of Clark Kent's life, attempts to mimic Superman. He kidnaps Lois Lane and is finally destroyed when colliding with Superman in midair. Each time he exerted himself, the clone crumbled slightly. When Lois Lane's sister, who had been blinded in a terrorist attack, is exposed to Bizarro's dust, she regains her sight which Superman had not expected this effect. He speculated that Bizarro heard the sister explain her partial recovery and may have deliberately allowed himself to be killed in order to cure her. A second Bizarro, able to speak and think better due to the genetic engineering by Luther, appears in a five-issue substory in the Clone Plague story arc titled Bizarro's World, beginning in Superman number 87. Before he died, this Bizarro seriously injured Haperson, kidnapped Lois, created a ramshackle dummy version of Metropolis in a warehouse, To parody Superman's frequently rescuing Lois, he deliberately exposed her and rescued her from one lethal danger after another. Abducted Lana Lang proposed to Lois and finally died in Luther's labs. During this period, Superman also had to cope with an unending increase in his powers due to exposure to purple kryptonite in the climax of the death of Superman and reign of Superman story arcs. One other Bizarro was created using Lex Luthor's cloning process by Lex Luthor's estranged wife and Dabney Donovan shortly after Superman regained his normal powers when he expended his electromagnetic ones. This Bizarro abducted Lex Luthor's baby daughter and intended to send her by rocket to another planet, emulating kal escape from Krypton. His pile of explosives and bombs meant to launch the rocket would have killed her instead, and Superman had to shield her when Bizarro threw the launch switch. Bizarro 2, already self-destructing from a genetic booby trap encoded within him by his creator, perished in the explosion. Another version of Bizarro possesses all the abilities of Superman, but with a childlike mentality and method of speech. He is created by Batman's enemy, the Joker, when the villain steals the powers of the fifth-dimensional imp, Mr. Mixoplick, creating a twisted version of Earth called Joker World, a perfect cube with Joker's image on each faucet. The villain designates Bizarro to be the planet's greatest hero and leader of a reimagined JLA, the Joker's League of Anarchy. When Mixoplick regains his powers, the Imp allows Bizarro and several other beings to remain on this restored Earth. Bizarro suffers a setback when captured by the Pocolistanian dictator, General Zod. Zod beats and tortures Bizarro simply because the creature resembles Superman. The hero rescues Bizarro and to help him adjust to the normal Earth, rebuilds Bizarro's Graveyard of Solitude the opposite of Superman's Fortress of Solitude. During the Infinite Crisis, Bizarro is tricked into joining the reformed secret society supervillains by Flash's foe, Professor Zoom. In a battle with Super Team the Freedom Fighters, Bizarro accidentally kills the human bomb, repeatedly hitting the hero to see the flashes of light that are produced from the kinetic energy of the blows. Bizarro becomes involved when Kryptonian criminals led by General Zod escape to Earth. Wishing to create a home for himself, Bizarro travels into deep space to a solar system occupied by a blue sun. After creating a cube-shaped planet filled with distorted versions of various buildings and locations on Earth, Bizarro is still lonely. The Blue Sun, however, gives Bizarro a new ability called Bizarro Vision, which allows him to create new Bizarros. When this fails, Bizarro kidnaps Jonathan Kent, Superman's adopted father on Earth. Superman rescues his father and helps Bizarro become his world's greatest hero. Bizarro eventually appears on the planet Throne World, befriending and aiding Earth hero Adam Strange and allies Prince Gavin, Captain Comet, and the Weird, Together they participate in the war between alien worlds Ran and Thanagar, and against villains Lady Styx and Sinar. Bizarro eventually visits the grave of a deceased Jonathan Kent, and is then sent by rogue Kryptonians with other Superman foes to the interdimensional prison, the Phantom Zone. Escaping, Bizarro has a series of encounters with former secret society ally Solomon Grundy, and during the events of Blackest Night, Bizarro confronts the Black Lantern version of Grundy. Bizarro destroys his friend by driving him into the Heart of the Sun. Later, while investigating an object that crashed in Metropolis Park and leaves a massive crystallized crater in its center, the female Dr. Light and Gangbuster discover a Bizarro-like creature that resembles Supergirl. The Bizarro Supergirl takes the heroes hostage, but is defeated in battle by the real Supergirl. It is revealed that the Bizarro Supergirl is a refugee from the cube-shaped Bizarro world, and was sent to Earth by her cousin after their planet was attacked by a being known as the God Ship. Dr. Light attempts to take Bizarro Supergirl to Star Labs, only to be violently knocked unconscious by Supergirl, who then absconds with her doppelganger and her ship, hoping to stop the godship and save Bizarro's world. After taking Bizarro Supergirl back to Bizarro World, Bizarro Superman is reunited with Bizarro Supergirl. In the New 52, a 2011 reboot of the DC Comics universe, Bizarro first appears in the Forever Evil event. Five years ago, Lex Luthor, intending to create his personal army of supermen, attempted to splice Superman's DNA with human DNA and injected it into a teenage test subject. Instead, he transforms into a hulking white-skinned monster with cryonic vision, incendiary breath, and immunity to kryptonite. Deducing his weakness, Luthor hits him with his concentrated solar radiation beam that oversaturates his cells and kills him. Luthor then takes samples of the creature to continue his experiment, signed to clone a purely Kryptonian body. 5 years later, a capsule labeled B0 is shown. After the crime syndicate takes over the world, Luther releases subject B0. Through his transformation is only halfway. When he kills a security guard named Otis on Luther's orders, Luther is pleased and decides to use this imperfect clone in his plan to take the syndicate down. Later, when Luther and his team of villains pass through a tunnel, B0 is revealed to be afraid of darkness. Luther tries to comfort him with a story about his own fears, but ultimately wonders whether the clone is a waste of time. B Zero then speaks his first words Bizarro, try, much to Luther's surprise. Though initially doubtful, Luther grows truly fond of this newly named Bizarro, who proves to be a powerful asset throughout the event. During the final confrontation against the Earth 3 invaders, Bizarro battles Mazaz, the alternate version of Luther himself possessing the power of Shazam. Although he initially has the upper hand, Bizarro is fatally wounded and left to die. Luther desperately tries to fix him to no avail, and they share a sorrowful goodbye. Enraged over the death of Bizarro, Lex Luthor murders his Earth-3 counterpart, avenging his creation. After the battle is over, Luther re- restarts the cloning process. When one of his scientists states it should take about 10 years to fully develop a perfect Kryptonian clone, Luther corrects him by saying it will only take 5 years, revealing he truly intends to create a perfect copy of Bizarro. In the DC Rebirth event, a clone of Bizarro was found inside of a tube in a train car stolen by the Black Mask, sometime after the Crime Syndicate of America incident. Red Hood and Artemis jump aboard the train car attempting to steal a weapon, not expecting it to be a clone of Superman. Bizarro eventually joins Red Hood's outlaws. During this time, Bizarro was stricken with a sickness which caused his cells to rapidly deteriorate. After saving his teammates in the outlaws, he dies. Lex Luthor takes his body to try and resurrect him, on the condition that he be the property of Lexcorp. This results in Bizarro becoming extremely smart, surprising his teammates. Bizarro and Artemis briefly get trapped in a different dimension, but return to Earth. Bizarro becomes the ruler of Hell after killing Trigon, and plans to be the ruler of Hell to make sure Earth is not in danger, before saying goodbye to Jason Todd and Artemis. From an imperfect clone to the ruler of Hell itself, we are sure to see much more of Bizarro in the years to come. There it is, the graphic history of Bizarro. I learned a lot, hope you did too. Man, that guy has been killed and reborn a lot of times, and every time a little more interesting and a little more different. And uh, But, you know, predominantly always some kind of weird, imperfect clone of Superman, which has kind of retained its charm over the years. I don't know, it's an interesting character. Every time he pops up, it's always surprising. Every once in a while, they try to put like a really horrible spin on him or really make him into some kind of Frankenstein-like monster, uh, which does kind of work, but I feel like sometimes with a little tongue-in-cheek with that character, it can really reward the reader. So I hope you enjoyed this history lesson on uh, Bizarro, and I hope you can tune in next week. When we learn about the genocidal robot known as Ultron, as uh, Wanda Vision wraps up, it's been met with the name Ultron's mentioned a few times. It's also very key in the creation of Vision in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also in the graphic history, uh, comic universe, which we will talk about. So tune in next week to learn about Ultron. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and most of all, stay reading comics.